All right. Like I said before in my prayer, you probably heard Diane at the moment is not here. She's she's preaching away. She's actually preaching at Light FM. So I'm sure she'll do a good job. It's been amazing. She preached the last two weeks, powerful sermon. So uh, yeah, last week in particular, great, great sermon. The title is, It Takes One Word From God To Build a significant life and a powerful sermon. The key phrase in, in that sermon that Diane preached, she mentioned the, the, the phrase enduring faith. And that really caught my attention because I love that subject. And in making the point, she, uh, she quoted the statement of Jesus concerning this faith. And where Jesus made a statement, Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Interesting. He said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Jesus is looking for faith. The Bible says nothing, it is impossible to please God without faith. So, in this, uh, in this post-modern or millennial generation, the language of faith could mean anything to, to different people, different things to different people. So when Jesus made that sta statement, will he find faith when he comes? What kind of faith? What is it? What type of faith? What does the, that faith that Jesus is looking for look, what does it look like? I want to say this. Let me make a statement. The kind of faith that Jesus is looking for, this is the title of my sermon. The kind of faith is audacious faith. Because faith is audacious. Yeah. I'm going to, in, in talking about this, that, this idea of audacious faith. I'm going to take you, I'm going to get you to re read two passages. We're going to go through the journey of two passages in the New Testament that shows what audacious faith really looks like. The first passage is the teaching of Jesus. And in that teaching, we're going to read now. I'm going to take you, let's all open our Bibles to uh, Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18, the teaching of Jesus. And here in this passage, I believe you will see that faith is audacious. Let's, once again, Luke chapter 18, we're going to read from verse 1. It says here, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And he said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor, nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him and with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, this, this guy refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care, against, uh, care for what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that 
she so, so that she's not going to eventually come and attack me. And then verse 6 is the point of this parable that Jesus is trying to push. And the Lord said in verse 6, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So that statement is in that context. When the Son of Man will he, when he comes, will he find faith on earth? It's an, I mean, it is, as I read that, it's an, it's an interesting statement as a closing remark in the teaching of prayer. So at first, I, when I read that, I thought, hey, Jesus, uh, I thought you're talking about, about prayer, not faith. Then as I meditate on that, I realize that what Jesus is trying to say is the evidence of someone's faith is that he keeps on praying and keeps on praying and never give up. Just like what he says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9, when, he say, when, he, when Jesus says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, uh, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Now, that statement is, is, uh, is presented in the present tense. Now, we know present tense is, uh, is speaking, implying con concerning something that is repeated, continually happening, current. So take that into consideration. I believe what Jesus is saying this. Ask and keep on asking and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So that's pretty much what Jesus is saying. So going back to the story of that unjust judge and that woman, how would we characterize the nature of the faith of that woman who kept coming to him, to that judge? I think there's one word that could describe that kind of faith. It's audacious. <laughs> Can you imagine that, that the judge said, the audacity of that woman just keeps coming to me. And Jesus said, that's fine. That's what faith is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like. We keep on praying, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Okay? So that's the first passage, okay? About the teaching of Jesus. Jesus teaches on what audacious faith looks like. Now I want to go to a sec second passage, like I said before. And in this passage... We will see in this passage how, how this passage displays this audacious, audacious faith, what it looks like in real life setting. There was the teaching, there was conceptual, a parable, but I want to see how this audacious faith, faith how, what it looks like in real life situation. Let's go to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. We're going to read from verse 21. It says here, Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. 
A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. I'm just going after the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, it is not right to take the, the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, great is your faith. Be it done as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Let's unpack this passage. It's a powerful story, but I'd like to unpack this passage. In this passage, the prayers in this passage, in this narrative is Jesus, the disciples, and the Canaanite woman. All right? Now, let me explain, because on this side of the history, we, we read the Bible, or Canaanite woman, whatever, but I want to give you the background. The Canaanites are the people who, because of their evil belief system and religious practice, I'm talking about practice like child sacrifice. They would burn their child to sacrifice to idols, like that kind of stuff. So evil that they were to be driven out of the land, of their land, to be possessed by the, the Israelites, God's people. They were evil. And that is recorded in Exodus chapter 32, verse 2 in Deuteronomy. It was written in the law. You should never tolerate these people. They, are, they shouldn't exist. So that's... This woman, this woman is part of that tribe that shouldn't be there. All right? Let's start from, uh, from, uh, from the beginning, okay, as we unpack this thing. This Canaanite woman, okay, a sinner, a second-class citizen, probably the lowest rank in, in, the, in, the, in the community. She must have heard about Jesus. Imagine as an outsider who wasn't meant to be part of that, that, that citizenship, I believe she, it's like she conjured up whatever she has to come to Jesus because she was in great need. And notice he came and she referred to Jesus as Lord, O Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. You got to understand that those two things, Lord and Son of David, they are the titles that, especially, oh Lord, the titles that the, many Jewish people would, up, would, would be appalled to use that towards Jesus, to refer to Jesus, especially the Jewish leaders. That's why they crucified him. But she, for some reason, knew that something about Jesus, so she came with great respect, said, Jesus, oh Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. 
And of course, of course, verse 23, Jesus didn't answer. It says, and Jesus just kept quiet, ignored her. I want to pause that. How many of us, when we pray, and it seems like God is not answering our prayer, we would have felt right there and there. Okay, God's not answering my prayer, then I'm just going to quit right there. In her case, it's even worse. Not only Jesus didn't answer her, her, her request, the disciples then discouraged her by speaking to Jesus and said to, to Jesus, get rid of her. She's bothering us. And I can imagine there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, almost like a little bit of a hint of, of a prejudice there. Prejudice and, you know, because she's a Canaanite woman where, you know, like, what's she doing here, Jesus? Send her away. But here's the thing. In verse 24, then Jesus said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wow. Here's a woman hoping to get something from Jesus. First, she was ignored. And then the disciples said to Jesus, get rid of her. It was like, and then Jesus' response was, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. As if to say, woman, you're not part of the program. I'm sorry. Uh, hang on, uh, lady. Uh, listen, mate, you're, you're not part of the agenda. Imagine that. How many of us at that point would have just, okay, this, this Christianity, Jesus thing, this church thing, it just doesn't work for me. The church people discourage me. They're just, you know, whatever. Like, we would just stop. No, but as we, re we realize, her eyes was on Jesus. Let's read verse, verse uh, 25. And it says, But she came and knelt. Now, the word there in Greek is pros proskuneo. Literally means worship. It's like... This time she was, she kept pressing in and she said, and she came and started worshiping Jesus. And he, she said, Lord, help me. That indicated that when she came and worshiped Jesus, her first statement, oh Lord, it wasn't just a title that she used, she meant that Jesus is Lord. And now she proved it by her humbling herself and kneeling down before Jesus and worshipped him. And you think, oh, that's going to be great. And then Jesus, <laughs> Jesus has answered, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs <laughs> or toss it to the dogs. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now Jesus is calling her dogs. No, there are two meanings in that. Two, because the Gentiles, especially the, especially the Canaanites, the local people, they're also often referred to as the dogs. You dogs, that's, that's the, 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 the culture at that time. So 
This, I believe in this statement of Jesus, it means both literally, literally and metaphorically. Jesus said, it's not good to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And I thought, Jesus, you mean you also, you even reject her worship and call her dog? But verse 27, listen to, to her answer. She said, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Let's just think of that statement. You, you want to call me dog? That's fine. But even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. This is what I believe she's saying to, 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 to Jesus. This is, I really believe this is what she's saying. She approached Jesus because you follow the, the whole story. She followed Jesus. She came to Jesus. One discouragement after another, one discouragement after another. With that answer, it was as if she's saying, Jesus, if that's all you're going gonna to give me, crumbs, that'll do it. I'll take it. I don't care. Whatever you can give me, I'll take it. If that's all I'm, what I'm going to get, like a dog getting a crumb from the table, they'll do it. My daughter will be set free. I believe that. Why? Because the response that Jesus said immediately, Jesus said to her, woman, great is your faith. Wow. You got to understand in the whole gospel, that kind of statement, great is your faith, Jesus only gave that twice to two people in the whole story of, of all the four gospels. Two people. One is the Roman centurion and the second one is this woman, a Canaanite, who were not meant to be part of the the community of God's people who are the outcast, who are the whatever, the second class or even third class citizen. But she came and Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. As I followed that story, I thought, man, you are audacious. The audacity of her to just kept pushing it. But here's the thing. When you read this story in context, all right, the passage immediately before this, this, this passage that we are reading in Matthew chapter uh, 15 from verse 10 to 20, what we read there just from verse 21 to, uh, to 27 to 26. And, uh, but before that, Jesus was teaching about the principle and Jesus said, it's not what comes out of, uh, what, what comes into your mouth that, that uh, defiles you, but what comes out of you will defile you. Now, if I take it to the other side of the thing, which means what comes out of my mouth either defiles me or cleanse me or makes something good for me. And right now, guess what? This woman gets something amazing because what came out of her mouth. 
Jesus, if all I get is the crumb, crumbs from your table, that'll do it. My daughter will be healed. And the Bible says, at that point, her daughter was instantly healed. Let's just evaluate a little bit. I can see in this story, there is an escalation of two things. Okay, or, or, or intensifying of two things. On the one hand, the woman's uh, faith and confession and attitude and humility was rising, while at the same time, the rejection, the opposition, and everything was, was also escalating. So two things escalate. The woman came to Jesus in humility. He called, she called Jesus, O Lord, Son of David. Jesus, you know, like she came and Jesus ignored, ignored her. And the disciples wanted to get rid of her. And this woman took her approach this spiritual, her spirituality into another level and she began to worship Jesus. And Jesus pretty much took the, the, rejection, the rejection into a higher level. I'm not going to throw my bread into, into a dog. And guess what? She took it up, her spiritual gesture, another, into another level where she said, Jesus, that's okay. I know, as if to say, yeah, I know, if you see me as a dog, just give me the crumbs, they will do it. And I believe, like I said, it was as if Jesus knew what was going to come out of her mouth. Jesus, Jesus putting the pressure to get that very word out of her mouth. Jesus knew, as if Jesus said, I'm going to just keep, I'm going to push further and push, push, push until that word comes out. And sometimes we go through life and we feel like, oh, you know, nothing happens. God just, that's why, you know, that the, the statement of Jesus in, uh, in, uh, in, in, the, in Luke before, Luke chapter 18. That's why Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He's just looking for, for our faith. And how is, how is that faith manifested? How, how can you prove your faith? is by what you say. What comes out of your mouth? Jesus said, I can interpret what comes out of your mouth is what defiles you. And I believe also what cleanses you or what sets you free. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter what situation we're in now. Or, in the, like in the case of that Canaanite woman, doesn't matter what background we, 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 we've been, or what past we have, what stupid things we've done, our mistakes, or even now, what we've done now. Jesus is just looking. Now you come to me, now I come to you. Do I find faith in you and that faith means you got to be audacious to look for it to look for me to find me and get what you need from me have that audacious 
faith because only faith pleases God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We want to be like that Canaanite woman, Lord. At the first sign of seemingly our prayer is not answered, we're not going to back down. We're going to keep on praying and asking. Even if the pressures mount up and it seems like our situation is impossible, we are going to keep on praying and asking and knocking and seeking you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, there are people here with all kinds of situations. We thank you, Lord. May this word be a, a stirring in their hearts that they will come to you and say, Jesus, whatever you have, they'll do it. They'll do it. We believe they'll fix it. Bless your people, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And have a great Sunday. Have a good time with the family. I'm talking about immediate family.